Welcome to Minx Your Morning, a podcast and Instagram live show brought to you by me, Liat Horowitz, your coach and cheerleader, helping you live the life you love. This is the daily dose of motivation you need to lift your spirits, clarify your goals, and set your intentions for a power day ahead. Stick with me to learn how to minx your morning and elevate your life. I'm really excited to introduce you to Kieran from Beacon. She's simply one of the most resilient, strong, and actually funniest people that I know. Kieran has unfortunately endured much loss and trauma in her young life, yet she continues to show up for herself and her family and others in the most remarkable way. As Kieran says, and I totally agree, you heal through stories. So listen in as she shares her story to help raise awareness and encourage all of us to continue to support those around us going through hard times. This one is especially a must here before the holiday season. Thanks for listening. Let's get into it. Hey, babe, how are you? I'm good. I'm uh, tired, got a sick kid, so I had to put on some makeup and pretend I slept last night. Well, I just have to tell you that like this new do, there's a whole new vibe going on here. You look fabulous. I don't even recognize myself. So I actually had to take a bit of a second glance, so that's all good. <laughs> Nothing like a good bit of change, right? I needed it too. Thank you for joining. I have been wanting to talk to you for a long time. I always want to talk to you. Let's put it that way. You are just so fun and fabulous to be around, yet you obviously have experienced a lot of hardship and challenge. And so I just wanted to, in light of the holidays coming up and in light of some awareness situations that we would like to pay tribute to and give some attention to, I thought now is a perfect time for us to have a conversation. Let's start with this. Last month was Pregnancy and Infant Loss Awareness Month. Yesterday was Prematurity World Prematurity Day, am I right? Okay, yep. I'm trying to get all the names and the words <laughs> correct because, you know, you see the hashtags, but then when you have to say them out loud, it's a little different. And I mean, not to say that in the rest of the year, we don't have to have awareness of these things that are going on around us and people that are struggling with these things. However, this time of year is when we bring light and awareness to these issues. And I really wanted to give you the opportunity of just perhaps sharing a little bit of your story. And really what I love about your story is how you continuously keep going. You continuously keep going. You are resilient. You keep trying. You keep showing up for yourself, for your husband, for your family, for your children, and now, you know, moving forward. And I'd love to just hear a little bit about your story. And then what do you think keeps you going? What do you think keeps you moving forward despite all the hardship? Yeah, it's funny. I was saying to a friend yesterday, I was like, we can do hard things. It just sucks that we have to all the time. So I can talk a little bit about my story. It's a, a long one. So I'll give you the Coles notes. It sort of started with being diagnosed with cervical cancer in 2015. So I was very lucky. They caught it early. It was stage one, had a couple surgeries and I went into remission, which was great, but it sort of fast-tracked mine and my husband's, you know, thinking about having babies. We knew we wanted to, but we were sort of like, oh, we'll get married, we'll have fun, whatever. And then less than a year after we got married, I was diagnosed. So 
things sped up. So as soon as I went into remission, we sort of started trying to have a baby and we went immediately to a fertility clinic just because there's not a lot of evidence in the type of treatment I had about the recurrence rate. So we wanted to just get to it. We were really lucky that we got pregnant our first monitoring cycle, but that actually ended up in an ectopic pregnancy where I lost my fallopian tube. I had a ruptured fallopian tube. So that was sort of the first venture into pregnancy loss. And then after that, you know, missing a good chunk of my cervix and a fallopian tube, getting pregnant got pretty hard. So we went through some fertility treatments and ultimately did IVF. And our first round of IVF, we got a whole whack of embryos. And our first transfer, I got pregnant with my first son, Beckett, which was amazing, terrifying. Pregnancy after loss, as I'm sure many know, is anxiety-filled and Mm -hmm. not very fun. But it went relatively well. I was super high risk, but everything was going great until I hit about 22 weeks and my water broke. And after a series of complications over the next couple of weeks, my son Beckett was born at 23 weeks and five days, and he passed away shortly after he was born. Mm. So that was sort of, I mean, obviously a gut-wrenching experience. That was really the only time I've ever felt like, I don't think I'm going to survive this. Going to make this. Yeah. I don't think I can do this. I don't think I can make this through. But with the help of therapy and support group and some amazing people that I met who I'm still friends with, I did make it through. And I got pregnant again via IVF not too long after. I was pretty desperate to get pregnant again Mm -hmm. after Beckett died. It felt Mm -hmm. like it was the only thing that would make me feel Mm -hmm. joy again. So I got pregnant quite quickly. And he was also born quite quickly. (laughs) So he was born... (laughs) At 22 weeks and five days. And so we had a very long NICU journey with him, four and a half months, lots of ups and downs. We almost lost him several times. But as you've seen, he is now a thriving three and a half year old, other than being sick today. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. So yeah, had a very tough journey with him too, but we're so fortunate that he got such incredible care. And also, I really think I credit him surviving a lot to Beckett because I learned so much through that experience. I learned how to advocate for myself. I learned how to speak up for what I wanted. And I just understood so much more and knew that babies could survive because I'd done, was looking for stories. Like I very much heal through stories, whether it's Mm -hmm. telling my own or listening to other people's. So I had found all these stories of people who had micropremies who had survived. So I knew that it could happen. Wow. Um, yeah. That's powerful. So, mm-hmm. I have to interject because I know yeah, your story is not fully much. finished. Never, never <laughs> talk too much. But a few things stand out for me. Number one is that every time I hear your story from start to finish, it like shocks me each time. Gets right in my heart at each point. And I'm like, holy, did she seriously go through all of that? Every time I hear it, I'm like shocked because it's not fair. It absolutely sucks. And I'm really sorry that it happened to you. That, that's Thank the first you. thing I'm going to say. The I second, also think it shocks okay. people because I, you know, there's been so much that I tend to like throw it out kind of you casually. You just like say it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like, oh yeah, say. and I have cancer. So <laughs> yeah. People are like, what? The, the second thing is that you have this really cool, calm and collected way of telling your story. 
which I think puts the listener at ease in a way. Do you know what I mean? And then sometimes you throw in a bit of something funny on the side, which, which kind of gives us the permission to just hear it, accept it and be in it with you and like witness you going through this, which is very special because like you say, you heal through stories. It's a beautiful way of putting it. And I think that it's such an important lesson because for someone who is going through something difficult or for someone who knows someone who's dealing with loss or something challenging, perhaps stories like yours and others could actually help them, right? And that's why I love bringing people together and I love connecting people because this is what we do for each other. We help and we support and we just listen, right? Which is helpful in its own right. So what's interesting about your story is Yes, you've had all these hardships. And I said it before, like you keep going even through like four and something months of NICU and then continuing, which you're going to tell us what's going on in your life right now and the work that you do. What do you think is the key for keeping you going? Like, what do you attribute your resilience and your tenacity to? A lot of hard work quite frankly, it yes. doesn't come naturally. I think anyone who's gone through trauma would say that you don't just get over it. So in particular, in the last, well, I guess since the pandemic started, I've been doing a lot of work, you know, my mental health journey started when all of this started. Mm. But when I was in the weeds of the various things, I kind of gave myself permission to suffer and said that, well, of course, I'm depressed, my son just died, or of course, I'm anxious, I'm pregnant after my son died or whatever. So I kind of just was in it and was still doing therapy and surviving. But I kind of was just surviving. Once things got somewhat calmer, and things still weren't great, I was Mm. still super anxious, I was still suffering from PTSD. Uh, Then I was like, okay, I got to work a little harder at this. And it really started once the pandemic started. I thought I was going to fare a lot better than a lot of people because I'd done isolation. I'd basically been in isolation for two years between my grief, where I put myself in self-isolation, isolation after Lincoln was born because he's immunocompromised. So, you know, in the NICU, we were basically isolated. We were isolated for his first winter, like cold and flu season. So people didn't really meet him until his first birthday. Wow. And then less than a year later, we were in lockdown. So. Oh my gosh. So I was like, oh, I can do this. No problem. Like isolation. Like, you know, I don't really like seeing people that much anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but then it, it actually hit me really, really hard. And I found I was having a lot of flashbacks, mm. a lot of PTSD symptoms, And I was like, okay, I don't need to be white knuckling this anymore. I've got to find what works. And I did a different form of therapy called um, EDMR, which is like a specific trauma therapy. And then we are also, the other thing we're doing now is we're going through a surrogacy journey. So we're trying to have a baby through surrogacy. We were fortunate last year to get pregnant with a surrogate. I guess surrogate got pregnant, but we were expecting (laughs) And unfortunately, she had a miscarriage as well. So that, again, hit me really hard. And that ultimately led me to going on medication, which Mm. has been another thing where I think I was kind of white knuckling it. I was like, I don't need medication. I'm just suffering right now because of what's going on. And then I was just like, okay, like, Karen, just chill. It's not a big deal. Yeah. (laughs) You can go on medication. It's, 
I mean, I would never say to somebody else to do that and that they shouldn't go on medication. So I was like, you need to give yourself the grace and peace. It's fine. Do this. If it's going to help, do whatever it takes. So I did go on medication, which has been extremely helpful. I continued therapy. And now I've started Beacon, which is another way that really helps me heal. Tell us so about telling it. Beacon, it's so it's called Beacon, named after my sons, Beckett and Lincoln. And they're also my beacons of light. So oh. That's sort of the, the metaphor of it. And I started it really to support people going through these types of experiences through telling my story. Also, I'm, as you know very well, working on some other things as well. I'm hoping to launch some products soon some premium milestone cards and things to jazz up the NICU room and some things to support people going through loss and also to support their friends and family. Because I found when I was going through these things, my friends and family didn't necessarily know what they could do for me. Everybody wanted to help, but they didn't know how. Yeah, Having like really tangible things to help people know how they can help other than just food and flowers, which are lovely. But when you lose someone, you wind up with, you know, a house full of flowers and a freezer full of food. So there are other things as well. And that's what I want to really help people figure out. Wow. So that is the perfect segue actually into the next topic that I wanted to talk to you about, because, you know, a lot of people just assume that everybody's excited about the holiday season. Everyone's looking forward to the time off and the slowdown and the celebrations and everything, but not everybody is because a lot of people are dealing with really hard things. Mm -hmm. And so I'm not sure how to phrase this, but I guess my question is, what would you say to someone who knows someone who is dealing with something hard this holiday season? How would you suggest that they are there for them or that they support them or that they are even just aware of how they may feel? So the number one thing I would say is take their cues. So for example, if it's someone who's had a baby that died, if they talk about their baby talk about their baby. If they say their baby's name, say their baby's name. You saying Beckett to me and bringing up his name and asking me about him, it's not going to remind me of my loss. And Because you're already, you're always reminded of it. I think of him constantly, but somebody saying something about him to me or saying his name or tell me, telling me they're thinking of him, that makes me realize I'm not the only one that's thinking about him. Oh. I'm not the only one that misses him, even though no one else really met him. I think you don't want to ignore that. So, mm -hmm. and I think in the holiday seasons, that's particularly important because people really tend to walk on eggshells. So that's a big thing. Um, for us, we've, we've developed some traditions. So we make Beckett part of our holiday traditions. He has a mm -hmm. stocking. Every year we buy him and Lincoln ornaments for the tree. So Beautiful. when Lincoln, you know, gets older and God forbid, leaves me. He'll get to take his ornaments with him, but Beckett will always stay with us. Yeah. My mom buys Beckett presents that we donate after Christmas. So. Oh, I love that idea so much. So, mm -hmm. so, so, so much. Yeah. So she buys him presents that would be appropriate for the age that he would be. So he's four mm -hmm. or would be four this mm -hmm. year. So this year, you know, there will be four year old presents under the tree and in his stocking. I also Bringing love the fact that then. Link has that experience and that it just is. And if he asks about it, you explain and, you know, it's, it's part of mm -hmm. your family and your life and your yeah. story. That's beautiful. I love that. Yeah. And he is. And things like, you know, if you wanted to get them something, you could get them an ornament with an, their, their initial name. on mm -hmm. it or 
something like that, you know, so just making sure they're part of it, but also really taking the cues because that's my process. And I know that works for a lot of people, but also some people aren't as comfortable talking about their loss and bringing that in. So taking their cues is really important too. Fair enough. Wow. That's such a good idea. I think that we get very caught up, especially after the pandemic and everything. We're so caught up in the every day and the anticipation of a lockdown or a quarantine or something that it's very hard to remember that people are dealing with other shit, right? And they're dealing with hard stuff and something as thoughtful as that, like donating a gift in the name of someone else. Now, this doesn't only have to be for the loss of a baby, a child, a pregnancy or something. It could be for the loss of anything or anyone. So I think that's a really, really good idea. Thank you for sharing that. And I just want to add one thing before we finish up that Kieran has a day job too. And this is what is important because I think a lot of people think someone goes through trauma, they deal with it, they go through therapy, they do this, they do that. How do you function on a daily basis? And you've also started Beacon, which is, we would call it a side hustle to be able to support other families going through such a thing, but you still have a day job and you still show up to your day job, which is pretty remarkable judging by the fact that you're supporting so many other people. So can we just say for a second what you're doing? Because I think I would like to give you the spotlight of sharing what you've been doing for the past year and a half or year, I think. I've been working since last winter on the vaccine rollout for uh, the province of Ontario. So I'm uh, managing the implementation. So working very closely with the public health units across the province, hospitals, primary care practices, pharmacies, et cetera, mm. to kind of figure out how it's all going to roll out. So oh. yeah, it's been, a, been crazy, but very rewarding. Government jobs, I don't think you usually get to see quickly the impact of your work, but in the COVID world, you sure do. You have, yes. (laughs) Well, I think this is what I really want to spread the word about is that you can be standing next to someone in the supermarket or at Starbucks or wherever, and you have no idea what they're dealing with, what they have been through and what they're doing in their day to day. And so for all those three categories, I feel like you've just been such like a beautiful example of how you can do massively great things and get through massively deep and dark places and still come out shining and waiting for a new child to be born into your life and your family, which we are all just holding that space for you and like, you know, sending like massive love and support and good vibes your way. Just be aware, people, this is the message, be aware. Think of like who's around you. Think of people that you know that might be suffering or struggling, especially this holiday season. Reach out to them. Do something kind for them. Consider them. Be aware of it. This is the whole point of these awareness days and awareness months is that we are forced, hopefully are forced to think about it and actually do something with that. So Kieran, you're a beautiful example of that. I'm so happy to have you in my community. You've been a minx of mine since almost the beginning. You're kind of like an OG And I hope that continues. And I'm always here to support you and help you spread the word about your incredible story. And so on that note, please tell everyone how they can follow you and tell us about Beacon quickly. Well, I actually just made my first TikTok yesterday. So you can also follow me on TikTok now. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) On Instagram, it's at Beacon underscore. And um, I also have a website, www.beacon.com and TikTok now. 
Yeah. And I was just going to say about the awareness days, I think that's sort of similar to what I was saying about the holidays. Awareness days aren't for the people who've gone through the thing Mm. because Mm. every day is an awareness day for us. The awareness days are for everybody else who hasn't been through it. So I think the people that really focus the attention on them and speak out are, are the ones that have gone through it. But my goal is really to make sure it's the other people that are talking about it too, because if you haven't gone through it, it's likely that you know someone that has and understanding what that feels like is so, so important. Absolutely. And perhaps taking a moment in your day, if you've listened to this, think afterwards, like who do you know that's been through this? And it doesn't have to be recent. Just because they went through it a few years ago or months ago, whatever it is, it still hurts for them in some way. So think about them. And it will forever. So, you know, I know people who lost a child 20 years ago and it still is something that they grieve. Like you don't ever stop grieving a loved one. So Mm. I think that's really important to remember. And you also never fully get over trauma. So. And you never also fully get over trauma. So, so true. Thank you as always, for showing up, for slapping on that little dark sense of humor of yours. We love it. Don't ever stop that. And you've got beautiful comments from the people that you know, love and support you just like I do. Happy holidays. Good luck with everything. We're waiting to hear good news. Hopefully, I hope that doesn't pressurize you when I say that. Just know that I'm holding that space for you and I'm like just feeling the good vibes. Good news is is coming. I'm changing my mindset and baby powers number three, baby boy powers number three is coming in March. Yes. I will be there. (laughs) Once you're on mat leave, I'm coming over. We're having coffee. I'm going to hold him. We're going to cuddle him. I can't Mm -hmm. wait. Very exciting. Thank you so much, Kieran. Have a beautiful day, everyone. And thank you so much for listening. I hope this got you thinking. I hope this inspired you to be aware of things that are going on around you and people's traumas and hardships and, and also good stuff. And we'll see you next time. Thank you so much, guys. Thanks for having me. Bye, Bye, babe. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Minx Your Morning. If you enjoyed it and found it valuable, I would love it if you could take a moment to write a short review. Rate this episode and also subscribe to the Minx Your Morning podcast. That way, other passionate and driven people just like you will be able to find it. And if you're interested in kickstarting your dream life, book a complimentary trial coaching call with me over at www.liathorovitz.com and come and hang out with me over on Instagram. My handle is at Liat Horowitz. Have a minxful day and see you next time.